Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 344 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for rejoining us as we continue with our study for this week, covering in covered in December the 7th to December the 13th, Moroni chapter 7 to 9, May Christ Lift Thee Up. And today we're going to continue with the section which is uh, titled The Light of Christ Helps Me Judge Between Good and Evil in Moroni chapter 7 verses 12 to 20. And we should conclude this section today uh, and move on to the next one tomorrow. So yesterday we talked about uh, how all good things come from God and all evil things come from the devil. However, um, you know, it, through our life, it's not as clear cut as this. It's not as clear cut as all good things, all evil things. There is very often a very grey line in the middle. Um, so let's have a look and see how we can judge this today and what the word judge means. Just a bit of context again in verse 13, just to remind us where we are. It says, but behold, that which is of God inviteth and enticeth to do good continually. Wherefore, everything which inviteth and enticeth to do good and to love God and to serve him is inspired of God. And we talked yesterday about how not everything which, you know, is of God or is good has to link necessarily to the gospel of Jesus Christ. We talked about yesterday about The Greatest Showman is an example of, in my opinion, uh, a film which I really enjoyed and it actually inspired me to be a better individual uh, in my values that I hold dear in relation to the gospel and, and family and things like that. Um, I think what's important to remember is that every good thing, even the good thoughts that we have, we need to recognise that we probably don't give ourselves enough credit in terms of that. And we need to recognise that actually probably is the spirit inviting us to do good. And it's not just us thinking a good thing. Uh, Michelle D. Craig uh, said this, quote, never suppress a generous thought. Sometimes when I have an impression to do something for someone, I wonder if it is or it was a prompting or just my own thoughts. But I am reminded that that which is of God invites and enticeth to do good continually. Whether they are direct promptings or just impulses to help, a good deed is never wasted for charity never faileth and is never the wrong response, close quote. In her talk that this quote comes from, she was sharing about um, a time where this individual, and I can't remember if it was her when she was younger or just an individual she knows of, so I'm sorry about that. But basically they they felt prompted to make a, a, a special tie for, I believe it was the prophet that lived in their neighbourhood, because he had a, a new suit. And so this tie would go with this suit. And they started to do it. And then they felt like, oh, well, I felt good about doing it. I felt that I should do it. But surely I, I shouldn't be doing this for a, for a profit. Um, and they, they went to turn away from giving this gift. And then the door opens and the wife comes out. And I saw, oh, what have you got there? And they explained what they'd done. And then they knelt down and said, never suppress a generous thought. Um you know, those feelings, those promptings are often from the spirit, even if, you know, we don't think they are, even if we just think it's a nice thought that we've just had for someone, even if it's from someone that's not a member of the church and they have just felt like, oh, that'd be a nice thing to do for someone. They are often, if not, they always are being inspired by the light of Christ within them. Um, and this is something which we need to recognize is not just you know, something which people in our church can have because they have the gift of the Holy Ghost. Of course, we are more prone to these promptings. Of course, we can become more aware of these promptings with that gift. But everyone can receive those promptings, those beautiful, brilliant, wonderful promptings to uplift and bless others' lives one by one. Um, 
In verse 15 it says, For behold, my brethren, it is given unto you to judge, that ye may know good from evil, and the way to judge is as plain, that ye may know with a perfect knowledge, as the daylight is from the dark night. Now let's just talk about this word judge. I think the word judge often has a very negative connotation, particularly as we think of the final judgments and things like that. Um, and I think that in this case, we're not talking about judging people. We're talking about judging an action or a thought that we have had. And that is very different. Um, and I think that we need to be careful when we talk about this section, we talk about how to, we know how to judge certain things. We're not saying we know how to judge people because we cannot judge anyone. We are not judges that God and, well, our Savior will be the final judge. He is the only, only one that can do so. But in this sense, it's, and I think it, the phrase, and I believe it was President Boyd K. Packer, who said it's an intermediate or inter intermediary judgment. It's basically, you know, a judgment where we need to make a choice so that we can then live as close to the Savior as we can, whether that's making a quick judgment about something, not a judgment to say that person is a bad person or a good person or, any, or anything like that, but it's just a choice that we need to make. So we judge something to be the choice we need to make. He said, in fact, Boyd K. Packer, quote, all are born with the light of Christ, a guiding influence which permits each person to recognize right from wrong. What we do with that light and how we respond to those promptings to live righteously is part of the test of mortality, close quote. It's part of our life here on earth to know or to have the experience to be able to go out and make these judgments, to be able to act in a good way, in an uplifting way, in a, a way to bless other people's lives. If we don't react to that, then we are not fulfilling what we want, what we came here to do. And that is to become more closer to our saviour in our words and in our deeds. Um, in verse 16, we know that the spirit of Christ is given to every man. It says, for behold, the spirit of Christ is given to every man that he may know good from evil. Wherefore, I show unto you the way to judge for everything which invites us to do good and to persuade men to, to persuade to believe in Christ is sent forth by the power and the gift of Christ. Wherefore, ye may know with a perfect knowledge it is of God. Um, and it talks more about knowing if something is evil or good. And finally, uh, in verses 19 to 20, it says, Wherefore, I beseech of you, brethren, that you should search diligently in the light of Christ, and that ye may know good from evil. And if you will lay hold upon every good thing and condemn it not, ye certainly will be a child of Christ. And now, my, my brethren, how is it possible that ye can lay hold upon every good thing? Now, we'll talk about that tomorrow when we move on to the next section. But um, Paul B. Piper said this, quote, In the process of taking the Saviour's name upon us, we must understand that the cause of Christ and of his church are one and the same. They cannot be separated. Similarly, our personal discipleship to the Saviour and active membership in his church are also inseparable. If we falter in our commitment to one, our commitment to the other will be diminished, as surely as night follows day. Some are reluctant to assume the name of Jesus Christ in his cause because they regard it to be unduly narrow, limiting and confining. In reality, taking upon us the name of Christ is both liberating and enlarging. It awakens the desire we felt when we accepted God's plan through faith in the Saviour. With this desire alive in our hearts, we can discover the real purpose of our divinely given gifts and talents, experiencing his empowering love and grow in our concern for the welfare of others. As we take upon us the Saviour's name, we truly lay hold upon every good thing and become like him. Close quote. We have an opportunity to try and become more like our Saviour. 
we have the privilege and the blessing to be here on the earth at this time and be able to seek to try to be more like our Saviour. For as we do this, we can lay hold upon every good gift and every good thing, and we will be a child of Christ. You know, we often talk about Christ and how he, he is the Father in a way. Not that he is Heavenly Father, because they are distinct individuals, but he is the Father of the Covenant. He is the Father of this of this promise that we make at baptism because he made it his own when he atoned for our sins. And he is willing to take upon himself all of our pains and sicknesses and sorrows and temptations and trials and sins so that we can all come toward him. He is there and he has given this wonderful blessing of this light of Christ to everyone and we can all take hold upon it and we can all see it effective in our lives uh, if we will simply look to see what helps us do good and what helps us to and, and what draws us away from doing what is good. And I think that's the other thing really is that there are things in this life, in this world that are not evil, but they are not also good. We need to look for the best things. We know, of course, the talk from President Ellen H. Oaks, who talked about good, better and best. Those things that are good and even those things that are, are not good, but just distract us from doing the, the better things. We need to be careful of those things in our lives. What can we do? What can we remove from our lives, which is helping us from doing the things which help us do good? Is there something that's taking up our time, which in reality is not going to help us in the long run? Um, is there something which is just not going to develop us in our Christ-like attributes, which we need to remove so that we can become better and so that we can do that, which is good? Uh, thank you for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do continue to follow the podcast. Share what you've been studying on the Facebook group, your Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. You can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode yourselves. Thank you for your time and until we meet again. <laughs>